and welcome. Oh, wow. And welcome to another episode of your favorite podcast and mine, 21st Century Rocker Mom Podcast with me, your host, Tanny Candler. It's good to see you. It's good to hang out with you. It's been a minute, right? It's been a minute or two. It's been a hot minute. I think they say that. That's what the kids say now. It's been a busy one. It's been a busy one. And now I am just sitting with you for, you know, your morning, afternoon, evening, cup of fucking nourishing podcast goodness that you need and you know every week and I'm, I'm just i'm giving it to you i'm feeding it to you this week so you know like i say it's been it's been a minute it's been a while i took a week off to kind of get centered and 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 kind of turn things more inward in a way we'll talk about that this episode i got lots of things that happened this week this week i'll tell you has been like a never-ending fucking mukbang video i will i will say that like last week like the previous week i ate a lot of things you know what i mean and nowadays it's really easy to be vegan like 25 years ago like no one knew a lot of, you know, vegan options and things like that. Now it's just like, I can put chickpeas on anything and lentils and it's great. It's easy. It's cheap, it's cheerful. You know what I mean? I still have a lot of variety in the things that I eat, but I eat cheaper and take less of a chunk out of the planet, I guess. But this week has been like, I, like I say, it's been a mukbang video. And what is a mukbang. I might have to explain this to people that don't know because my sister didn't even know what a mukbang video was. And um, so I had to explain it to her. So mukbang videos are classified under something called ASMR. Now, I don't know what all those letters stand for, but I know it has to do with like sounds and being descriptive. So a mukbang video, they are eating videos. So they're videos where people and you can find these on YouTube, all over the place, TikToks, those things. Just look up mukbang. And uh, M-U-K-B-A-N-G, mukbang. It's where people are eating things. But not only are they eating things, they're eating them like very explicitly. Like you're going to hear the sights and the sounds and the whole thing. You're going to get the whole like ex audio visual like experience. Like people want to hear everything in the mukbang video. I saw, and I'm gonna tell you this, this is the funniest thing ever. It's weird, but it's funny. I saw a girl doing a mukbang video and she was dressed up in like a Disney princess outfit. And she filled a chocolate shoe, like a glass slipper, like that maybe Cinderella got from the ball, from the prince, from Prince Charming. She filled that chocolate shoe <laughs> with whipped cream and then she proceeded to eat it. I found my four-year-old watching this, a mukbang video. And I asked her, I was like, what are you watching? Because I deleted YouTube off the television. She found it on her tablet. I said, what are you watching right now? And she's like, nothing. She knew that it was like something that I, I was like, mm, probably don't approve of. And she was watching these girls eating. It was just like the strangest thing. So I looked into mukbang videos and saw this and, and now thank goodness her tastes have gone out the window for mukbang video she says to me today i don't even like watching people like eat anymore I'm like i'm just gonna sit there and listen i'm just gonna listen i have two ears to listen you know what i mean i definitely have one mouth to talk holy shit it's like almost like i have 10 mouths to talk but if she's not gonna watch mukbang videos anymore that is fine with me so like i say this week has been like a lot of eating. It's been like the eating express, like dinner and lunch and brunch and everything have been brought to you by a lots of uh, different local cool places and stuff like that. But I've also been doing a lot of cooking this week 
and a lot of uh, different testing and tasting and things like that this week. We'll get more into that with the show. I celebrated. I kicked it off this morning with a pride donut. I woke up really stupid ass early and I had a pride donut because it's, I mean, it's pride month. Like, fuck, it should be pride month every fucking month, but it's pride month. It's June. So it's pride month. So we're celebrating like diversity by being inclusive and not being an asshole. Like I put up a story, I think the other day in my stories and it said, you know, I don't like the word homophobia. It was a quote from Morgan Freeman. It said, I don't like the word homophobia. You're not scared. You're an asshole. And I completely stick by what Morgan Freeman said. Now, if I could only have that in Morgan Freeman's voice, my life would be a better place. It'd be great. Anything in Morgan Freeman's voice sounds like I think that God is talking to you. Oh, speaking of mukbang videos, this is going to, this is going to make a fizz. Maybe not. I got a kombucha. And they're lovely, but whew, they're fizzy. And they have a tiny bit of alcohol in them, which is really weird for me because I don't drink booze and I haven't for like now it's been over like three years and I feel fine. I haven't had a drop because it, it bugs the old belly. And let's just say like tequila makes you crazy. Like, and you know, I wasn't a huge drinker before, but when I did drink, it just made me not feel good. It made me very unhealthy. I made a post about it the other day. I said, drank too much, ate too much bad food. And now I'm a hippie kombucha drinking plant eating vegan. But you know what? I'm all better for it. You know what I mean? And to each their own, that said. I don't want to be... A lot of people with their diets, whatever they do, whether it's vegan, vegetarianism, keto, carnivore, whatever, people will say that people get really preachy about their diets and things like that. And I don't want to be preachy about anything. I want to say, you know, like to each their own. It's whatever like works for you and whatever works for your body, whatever works for your family. Oh, I mean, you might need to take a whole bunch of extra iron. You might need a ton of meat in your diet. Some people cannot survive like without meat in their diet. There are people in the world that just can't, can't physically and biologically do it. It's just not healthy for them. I am lucky to be able to accommodate my, my vegetalian, my vegetalian, that's vegan in, in French. That's my vegan lifestyle and be able to eat the plants and it's easy. You know what I mean? And I have lots of friends that are vegan. So it's like easy to recipe swap and things like that. And super easy. But like I say, it's, it's, it's been a week of lots of things. And like the, the deepening of the veganism was one thing, but then also been drinking that mud water stuff. And that has tons of mushrooms in it. We've talked about mushrooms on the podcast many times before, but I took a course this week, an online course this week. And I had to take a, a trip at the beginning of the week to the big scary city, which I never am fond of, but you know what? I was like, I'm there for like three or four hours and then I have to, and then I book it here. And then, uh, you know, after a trip to somewhere that's really like big, it's nice to be back home to like small again. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, it's a, it's a good thing. It's a really good thing. It makes you appreciate how small things really are and uh, how small you really are. And I like that was part of my week this week, taking things off and deepening my focus, deepening my focus with my meditation, deepening my focus with my practice, deepening my focus with learning, learning about medicinal plants, uh, mushrooms and their different medicinal properties. I'm not talking about the wacky ones. I'm not talking about, you know, seeing things and, and hallucinating and going on a, on a, like a, a mushroom trip. I'm not talking about neurotoxicity. This is something that we want to avoid. The goal is not to live fast and live hard and die young and all that stuff. The goal 
the real goal is to live and and die old like that's the rock and roll goal too many people die fucking young you know what i mean seeing so many people die young i saw like that julie cruz died this week that was really disturbing to me because it was sad seeing that julie cruz passed away she was only 65 years old if you don't know who julie cruz is and you don't know about you know she sang a lot on twin peaks but she was a very much uh, a longtime collaborator with david lynch was obviously the creator one of the creators of twin peaks lost highway blue velvet if you don't know who david lynch is why are you even listening to this podcast Get on the internet and find out about David Lynch. Seriously. Good morning. It is Sunday, June 12, 2022. You know, I mean, he just, I love David Lynch. And, but Julie Cruz passed away. And like I say, she was only 65 years old. So young. And I love her albums. I was talking to a friend the other day about just listening to her for fun. So in honor of Julie Cruz, I got myself a cherry pie donut. This cherry pie donut's more like a cake. I will say this right now. I got this, like I say, this week has been a mukbang video. I got this from a really cool local spot in town. It is called V Food Spot. They're awesome. You can find them on Instagram. I've tagged them a ton of my stories. They put me in their stories. They're a really cool local business. They're super, super nice, super kind. The portions are huge. This donut, as you can see, vegan, like a cake, like a bloody cake. It's a cherry pie donut. That's like a mukbang video. Ah, it's awesome. I'm going to really make it mukbang. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Julie Cruz. I'm going to tell you. That cherry pie donut is for you. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. So like a sad week, like I say, for that kind of thing. You know, a sad week in Hollywood. Especially for someone to pass away so young. Not good. Not good, Julie Cruz. Not good. Now, as I told you, I was deepening my meditations this week. Getting deeper into like myself and the self. And a lot of my like medicinal plant course and like medicinal mushroom course, I got to get the mukbang off my face. A lot of that stuff really translates well over to meditation because uh, mushrooms, a lot of them have a power to help you focus and concentrate. And I find since I've cut out coffee, and this isn't for everybody, I find since I've cut out coffee, I've had incredible focus towards work, towards life, towards, you know, momming, towards the kids, towards, you know, being a partner, towards everything. I've had incredible incredible focus and incredible energy with having these mushrooms in this mud water and while everybody not you know may not be able to afford what it costs to pay out for mud water because it's, it's pricey right but for me it's worth it i don't take you know drugs i don't drink i don't you know get crazy you know what i mean i <laughs> that's my addiction if that's my addiction then that's what i spend my money on you know what i mean and it's worked for me and finding about, you know, cordyceps, lion's mane, reishi mushrooms, chaga mushrooms, different things you can find, turkey tail. There are different mushrooms that will help you wake up and feel energized and focus and think. And there are other mushrooms you can take in the evening time with different herbs and things like that to kind of just chill. So I've learned a lot about herbology this week, which was really interesting to me because I know formally a lot about pharmacology and things of that nature because I took it in school, you know, I just, I kind of like, it was part of the deal. It was a package deal to take pharmacology, but 
learning about like plant pharmacology is so, so interesting to me. Learning about nature's medicine cabinet and all the things you can kind of find in it. And like the other thing I learned this week is if you don't know what it is, if you don't know what it is, don't you put it in your mouth. Don't you put it in your mouth. It may look good to eat like a muffin or a peach, but if you don't know what it is and if you're not with an experienced forager or person who knows about plants or if you are not experienced, don't go putting shit in your fucking mouth. I've talked about this about on other podcasts before. I've talked about the incident where I had the berries where I tripped my balls off and then almost pooped my pants. I've talked about many incidents where things have happened. I've talked about people eating hallucinogenic mushrooms and falling into open graves. I've talked about all kinds of things, you know, bad mushroom trips, you know, being, you know, a teenager and, you know, thinking taking mushroom tea was a good idea. Going home and seeing my walls breathing. You know what I mean? I, at almost 40 years old, I'm so past that. I don't want to see shit. I don't want to see things coming out of my walls. You know what I mean? At all. At all. I'm afraid of some of my kids' stuffed animals. My kid's got one of these stuffed animals that's got these big teeth. Big, like, row of teeth. And kids will sleep with it and they play with this stuffed animal. It's horrifying looking. And, like, friends of mine's kids have this, this animal, too. This stuffed animal. It's called a Huggy Wuggy. And it's from like a game or a book or something. I don't know. The kids don't play the game. They don't have the book. They're unaware of it. But one of my kids in their class, all the kids are always talking about this Huggy Wuggy monster thing. So I'm like, what is this? So I look it up and there's a plush toy. And I didn't really look at it because I didn't have my reading glasses on. So it comes. And it's got this giant row of teeth, like a psychotic jack-o'-lantern. And I said to my son, you want to sleep with this? He's like, oh my gosh, look at it. Smile, mom. I'm like, Look at it smile. He's like, oh, you need to brush all of its teeth. This is a lot of teeth to brush. I'm like, if that is your takeaway from that horrifying huggy wuggy, then sleep with it, my friend. Holy shit, that's fucking scary. That is so scary. So anyway, so we got that shipped to the house and it scared the shit out of me. Kids like toys that are horrifying these days and the games that they're playing are like horrifying or the games that they want to be playing are horrifying. Things that are created for kids are sure not created like they were when I was a kid. Like when I was a kid, I was watching like Fred Penner. I was watching Mr. Dress Up. I was watching The Elephant Show, like Sharon Lois and Bram. I was watching more The Polka Dot Door, you know, gentle shows when I was a small, small kid. The things that I see flying at kids now are like media that's like so flashy and so colorful and it's like in your face and the music's really like bouncy and crazy and it, it has to have their attention hooked at all times. I don't know how someone like talking to them, like Mr. Rogers, for instance, like someone like Mr. Rogers just sitting there talking to them, having a conversation with just them. Because it always kind of felt like Mr. Rogers was talking to just only you when he was talking and zipping up his sweater and kind of tossing his loafers around and stuff, doing things in Mr. Rogers' neighborhood. I don't understand how it's really difficult for kids to focus on that kind of gentle learning now. It's such a paradigm shift from what I grew up with, definitely. Definitely a, a, a paradigm shift. This music, or I say, I say this music, this music. This week is Canadian Music Week. It's Canadian Music Week. It kicked off already. There's been lots of Canadian artists going, that's why I'm wearing my embassy shirt. Because, you know, first, you know, I, I a lot of Canadian music came out of the embassy. And I was talking actually to Rob about different like Canadian bands and stuff like that. And he was like asking me who my favorite Canadian bands are in light of Canadian Music Week. And 
he was like, who's your, who are your, some of your favorites? I'm like, you know who some of my favorite Canadian bands are? And it's funny that one of my favorite Canadian like artists, I can't even say that she's a band because she's an artist. She has a band that plays with her, but an artist, but Biff Naked, like I haven't heard people talk about Biff Naked so much. I found her on TikTok the other day and I was like, oh shit. And her TikTok's fun because Biff Naked's fun. Like I already followed her on Instagram and stuff like that, but I, I didn't realize she had TikTok. And it was such a great realization for me because I was like, oh, this is awesome. I have liked Biff Naked since I was, oh my goodness, probably like 12 or 13 years old. Like I remember when she put out her first albums, like I had her spoken word albums. I had like I Biffacus. We were like, I remember the song for like, this is right like down to the minute. I remember the song, Daddy's Getting Married. That song helped me so much through like my teen years because that's when my dad got remarried. So as much as like my parents were married for as long as they were married, like 16 or 17 years, they're married for like kind of a long time. And my dad got remarried when I was uh, like a teenager and I didn't really know that my dad was getting remarried. My dad went away for a trip with the woman he was, you know, seeing or dating or whatever. And he came back and he was married. And I kind of, it was, it was jarring for me, like, especially as a teenager. So I remember listening to the song, Daddy's Getting Married. My daddy's getting married. Like that song, like if you can find it, I'll put it up. I will put it up. It's like, seriously, every Biff Naked song is worth a listen. But like specifically, oh my God, I love that album. It's so good. She's coming out with new stuff. She's got new stuff out all over the place. It's amazing. But that song helped me so much through like my dad getting married and trying to like getting remarried and trying to like palette that as a young kid and trying to navigate that as a kid and that's a lot to unpack for a child like when they've been married to your parent for a long time and then as an older child especially like it's not like you're a little kid or a little you're a little baby if you're under five you kind of don't i don't want to say you don't notice but you notice but <laughs> but you you're aware of it but at like 13 years old you're super aware of it so when your dad gets remarried and you, you you don't know, you need something to help you cope through those times. So Daddy's Getting Married by Biff Naked helped me through my dad getting married, helped me navigate those waters. It helped me get out the feelings that I kind of had about it because the way Biff Naked talks about like her dad getting married and like she didn't know what to say. And it's like, what do you say? And my dad comes back and says, hey, I'm married. And you just kind of go, okay cool all right so that's where what we're gonna do that's what we're gonna say about that weird you know what i mean but biff naked really helped me through that so that was one of those like canadian artists that i really like and i was telling rob that i remember there was a special on on biff naked on much music this was back in the day when groceries were much much cheaper there wasn't inflation going out the ass we didn't have a crazy ass conservative government going on i mean provincially and Oh my God, Biff Naked was doing a special. I think it was on Much Music and she was talking about how to live more frugally and kind of reduce your ecological footprint and how you could live on a week of groceries for $20. I think a lot of people really thought that she couldn't do it, but she did it. I knew she could do it. She took her tango shoes, her new tango shoes, and she uh, waltzed right into the store and she survived for a week. And now Biff Naked has been a vegan since I think like 1995. She doesn't touch the alcohol. She doesn't smoke. She's, she doesn't put anything in the temple. She's, she's a smart lady. 
She's a very smart lady. I have a lot of respect going out to uh, Biff Naked big time. And like in light of Canadian Music Week, I've seen some of her like performances and stuff like that. Still makes me excited. I've seen Biff Naked at the embassy. I, I saw Biff Naked at Call the Office many, many, many times, many, many years ago. I saw her sister open for her one time. Really, really like impressive shit. So definitely one of my favorite Canadian artists in light of Canadian Music Week. Biff Naked, my hat is off to you. It's not off my head, but it's off. It's off to you. I love, I love Biff Naked. So definitely cool. And if you can find that show, I don't know if you can find that on YouTube about Biff Naked surviving for a week on $20 of groceries. Like now to think about that with what grocery prices are here. I don't know what grocery prices are like where you live, but currently in Ontario where I live right now, grocery prices are redonkulous, like absolutely stupid. And there's no reason for it. There's no reason for it. Actually, you know, speaking of like grocery stuff and like supply chain problems, listen to this. I heard on the news this week that sriracha sauce, like if you like, you know, the, the rooster sauce, the cock sauce, the one that you get, you know, it's like this big and it's like $4, the big cock sauce, you put it on everything. It's hot. It's hot and nice, but it's like a good burn. It's a good burn. Put it in the fridge. Because warm hot sauce, frankly, I don't like it. I like cold hot sauce. I had a conversation with, actually I had a conversation with my sponsor about this. Because my sponsor, I will talk to about him later, is uh, we were talking about hot sauce. And But I like, I like to have sriracha sauce like right out of the fridge on whatever I'm having. If I'm doing like a vegan omelet or if I'm making like a, like a mushroom shawarma or something like that, I like to throw on that like sriracha sauce and it makes it explode. It's so hot and it's so good, but you gotta have hot sauce right out of the fridge. I don't like it on the table at room temperature. I like cold hot sauce on my hot food because it just, somehow it just works and it just balances. It just works, man. It just gets me, it just gets me. It just gets me every time. This week's kind of crazy because I'm filming a music video. This is weird. Now, like, this is super weird because I was talking about electronic music a little while ago and I was putting in my stories that I got this like groove box. And a few of you have heard some of electronic music that I have sent to you. And I'm weary and leery and scary to like release this electronic music that I've put it out and I, that I've been making. I, I don't know about putting this out into the universe because... I'm used to making music that is a little bit different and it's it's a it's a far cry for me from what I usually would produce. But I had all this stuff kind of in development for so long and now that this music's in production it's really scary because <laughs> it's very electronic and very uh ambient and things like that and I think it's not what a lot of people would expect from me, but I'm going to make it anyway. I'm going to put it out there anyway. Because if you like it, you like it. And if you don't, you don't. And and if it's for you, it's for you. You like what you like, right? And I'm excited about making a music video this week. I'm doing a few uh, video shoots this week. Actually, I have some commercials that are coming up. And uh, I'm hooking up with a photographer this week to do some things for my sponsor. Now, talking about hot sauce, cold out of the fridge. My sponsor, now I'm getting closer and you're getting hotter and you're getting hotter and hotter and hot, hot, hotter than hell to what my sponsor is. My, my sponsor is a hot sauce sponsor and I've been sponsored by a really wonderful hot sauce company that's taken great time and great care to make sure that their hot sauces 
came to me in a really great manner. None of them broken, none of them busted, all packaged beautifully all the way from America, way far away in America. And they came to Canada, shipped no problem. So if you're living in Canada or the States, you're gonna be able to get these hot sauces. And I can't wait to tell you all about them and flash the pictures around after I get with the photographer this week and the photographer takes the pictures of the hot sauces and we get them going up here and uh, talk to you. And I can't wait to actually talk to the creator, curator, and owner of this company and curator and mastermind behind these fabulous sauces because I've already tried one or two. I'm not going to lie. I've cracked that wax. I've cracked that wax open and tried some of that hot sauce and I'm telling you, it's something else. It is next level hot sauce. Next level hot sauce. And I have tried a lot of hot sauce. I'm a bit of a pepperhead around here. And so is, you know, so is my partner. Rob's definitely a major pepperhead. He loves hot sauce too. So it's great being around here and trying these different sauces. And uh, I'm really excited to, to, to bring the sponsor to you. So you're going to be seeing some fun commercials coming up very soon. And they're going to pop up. And I think you're going to have a whole lot of fun with them. I know I'm having a whole lot of fun with them. I know our sponsor's having a whole lot of fun with this uh, journey that we're on together. And I can't wait to have him on and have him talk to you about all things hot and all things peppery. I mean, this person, he grows his own chilies, okay? This is the diligence and the due diligence to the hot sauce. And this is the heart behind the cause. And this is why I get behind businesses like this and get behind businesses that are really have a lot of heart and soul behind their businesses and put a lot of thought and care into what they do. If you just saw the packaging of how this hot sauce was shipped to me, and this hot sauce was actually introduced to me by my friend, James Bearded Metal Chef. I've talked about Bearded Metal Chef Je James like many times on my podcast. He's my, he's my, 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 my bro. He's my bearded bro. And he actually introduced me to this hot sauce company. He hooked us up and made us have our little friendship. Awesome. So awesome. And uh, he he said, you know, check out this hot sauce company. I think they're fantastic. He hooked us up. And so uh, so uh, hopefully some hot sauce out to him soon. And uh, he'll be able to burn his mouth off with some deliciousness and some hot sauce, whatever he's going to put that on. So a huge nod out to the Bearded Metal Chef, James, for introducing me to this hot sauce extravaganza that uh, I can't, I mean, he knows what it is, but I can't wait to share it with all of you. And neither can our sponsor, uh, by the way. He's super excited and really stoked to be on the show and tell you about his hot sauce journey and his whys and, you know, why hot sauce. And you know what? We're going to ask all those important questions coming up. Now, I mean, it's been heating up this week. This week has been hot, hot, hot. Is I mean, if you've been watching Stranger Things. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Turn the car around. Okay, dear Billy. Spoiler alert. If you've been running up that hill and if you've been watching Stranger Things 4, if you've been, this is Stranger Things 4, I will say send the kids out of the room. Send the kids out of the room. They should be out of the room anyway for this fucking podcast. Why have you got your kids in the fucking room for my podcast? What's wrong with you? You got something wrong with you? No. I'm going to tell you, Stranger Things has been crazy this season. Season four of Stranger Things has been nuts. Season one, you know, pretty tame. You know, kids are going out as the Ghostbusters. They're trick-or-treating. Things really evolved to getting, you know, hit, cracked in the face with a roller skate. Hello. 
you're going to juvenile hall, whatever's going on, you know, stranger things for this season is definitely not for kids. And a friend of ours said, you know, make sure the kitties are out of the room for good reason. Thank you, my friend. That was my friend Ian over at Cool Shit Magazine. He said, make sure the kiddos are well in bed when you're going to watch Stranger Things 4 with the husband, with the hubski. And, I, you know, and I was just like, why? And then I watched it and I was like, wow, that's why. Because that's why. Gratuitous, gratuitous violence and, and you know, a lot of uh, visceral sort of scenes that are very, very... How do I put this? They're graphic. They're just really graphic. Not appropriate for kids. Definitely not appropriate for kids. That's something that can mess with your mind as a kid. That messes with my mind as an adult. That fucking shit is crazy. That shit is crazy is what's going on Stranger Things 4 right now. It's it's crazy. I don't know what episode you're on, but man, that 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 shows something else. It's it's fantastic. I will never stop watching Stranger Things. And I've seen a lot of things on social media this week about Stranger Things. And, you know, the, the episode that everyone was talking about right when it happened was the episode with Maxine and the Dear Billy episode. And, you know, her getting pulled out of the Upside Down by a song that, I mean, was popular when I was a kid, Running Up That Hill by, by, by Kate Bush. My dad had the record. We listened to it all the time. And now it's topping the charts again because that is the song that uh, inevitably pulled Maxine out of the Upside Down. And got her back to her friends and it prevented her death really after all those other people had been killed you know chrissy and oh and, and friends it's been crazy on season four but like what song like i've seen what song would pull you out of the upside down and i'm not going to ask you what song would pull you out of the upside down i'm going to tell you what song would pull me out of the upside down i'm going to say it would probably be something like phil by phil collins or something like that like something happened on the way to heaven or what else probably like i don't know it might be she's an easy lover she get a hold on you believe me what's wrong with a little bit of phil collins like what is wrong with phil collins or just like genesis in general or you know what you know what song could pull me out of the upside down sue sue studio or something maybe by Huey Lewis in the news like if this is it or I don't know anything by Huey Lewis in the news like I love Huey Lewis in the news I'm not gonna lie I saw them at Rock the Park a few years ago before all the COVID crap and whatever but I love Huey some me some Huey Lewis in the news I love him and that inevitably gets me drawn into like American Psycho territory with like Patrick Bateman probably being one of the most uh truthful serial killers in history when he's written about i loved the book i loved the book american psycho and then i remember specifically watching the movie of american psycho and i remember it because i was watching it with a boyfriend in high school and that movie's pretty like explicit like sexually explicit right and i remember watching it with a boyfriend in high school we we're sitting under a blanket we weren't doing anything just sitting under a blanket just like cuddling or something there was no funny business going on no funny business but we were watching American Psycho, and again, it's explicit. The sex, the sexual explicitness is a little much. And so let's let's just say that everybody knows how sexually explicit American Psycho is as a film. If you've not seen it, <laughs> if you're like, I don't know, if you've not seen it, I don't, I don't, I don't know what to tell you. It's a fucking fantastic film. It's a great film. But 
to be watching that with like a teenage boyfriend and then have your dad walk in while you're sitting there under a blanket and like Patrick Bateman is having sex with prostitutes and there's like a lot of like group sex going on and it's just like really really loud and grunty and like I want to die at this point like I want to die at this point because I'm so fucking embarrassed because my dad's in the room and I'm with a boy and there's sex on the TV this should not be happening to anyone like this is just it's too embarrassing to live too embarrassing but my dad you know he was good about it he didn't he didn't say anything he just kind of looked at me and looked at the TV and looked at the boy and gave the boy the look the look like don't you fucking touch my daughter or I'll drop kick you in the wiener like seriously that was the look that that was the look that he gave him because like mm, I don't think any boys once they saw my dad would like wanted to like fuck around with me at all because my dad was like a pretty like serious dude he would just like tell it like it was I remember with my first marriage my ex-husband asked my dad you know do I have permission to marry Tanya and my dad was like no you don't even on my wedding day he was like don't get married it's not a good idea my dad just spoke his mind and bless his fucking heart for that because he was right don't get married he told me not to get married but you know being a young kid you don't listen you don't listen to your parents whatever silver lining you get you go but you always get a silver lining out of it you know what i mean like a divorce is a silver lining for some people it is for me and a divorce was a silver lining i will say for my parents specifically i will say because the other day i i realized it was international best friends day and you know what i will say people have asked me since my dad passed away they're like who is your dad's like best friend and most people would probably think it's like his widow or whatever like that but that's not true it's definitely not um my dad's best friend i would have to say because in, in honor of international best friends day my dad's best friend uh was probably my mom uh they would have been married probably 40 years had they stayed married but uh, honestly divorce for them was a blessing just like divorce from my first marriage for me was a huge blessing um my parents divorce was a huge blessing in the fact that it made them better people it made them better parents for us when they were able to focus on themselves as individual humans they were way better parents for us way way better i think a divorce for my parents was the best decision that they could have made for themselves for us as kids probably the healthiest decision and and then it made my parents have a better friendship so like even like I remember like calling my mom and I'm like, oh my God, who are you on the phone with for like two hours? She's like, oh, your dad called. If anything was like wrong or anything was bothering my dad or anything was shitty, he'd call my mom and they just chat on the phone. They gab like gal pals, like just on the phone, like big time. Like something my dad loved to talk on the phone. Imagine that someone related to me loved to talk, but my dad loved to talk. And my mom, she's like, she'll do her fair share of chit chatting too, but she likes to listen a little bit more. She's a little bit more like like my sister is. My sister is a little bit more apt to listen than like blab your ear off. I'm more apt to, I'm, I'm listening all the time, but I'm always moving my mouth. It just can't stop. It just can't stop. It can't stop this train. Now, I was talking about the embassy earlier and that got me thinking about um, 
bong water. <laughs> why would the embassy get me thinking about the smell of bong water? Jeez, I have no idea why. It was only carpeted upstairs. It only smelled like bong water. This is back in the days when I could smell because obviously I am fucking almost smell blind, which sucks. Like I can smell probably about like 10% of things. It has to be really strong things. Hot sauces, coffee, um, beard oils, like things that have strong, strong scents I can smell. Other than that, if it's, I'm like, Hey Rob, I'm making this chicken, these chicken wings for the kids. Can you smell this? Cause like, I don't friggin' know. I can't smell something like that. So that sucks. Cause ever since we got COVID in the beginning, before everything got locked down, before like vaccines and all this stuff, it was, I got the long holly stuff and I cannot smell a fucking thing. Like it's so frustrating. So that's a pain in the ass for me. Definite long haul effect and it sucks. I heard that Dave Navarro has long haul COVID effects too, which really sucks because Dave Navarro is pretty cool. Like he's a cool, he's a cool dude. I, I've lots of mad respect for Dave Navarro. Lots of mad respect for him. And hearing that he had long haul COVID kind of <coughs> like, hello, it kind of bummed me out big time. But like I say, the embassy reminds me of bong water and bong water reminded me of the story that I saw on the internet. And it was actually the owner <clears throat> John Kesselman of, uh, of, or not John Kesselman. His name is Josh Kesselman. Josh Kesselman is the owner of raw. They're like a rolling paper for, for marijuana. And I follow him cause he, I love his energy. He might be more hyper than me, but Josh Kesselman is the owner and creator of raw rolling papers. And he like different things and like ashtrays. I don't know. I don't, even, I don't have any ashtrays in my house. This is not the seventies. Um, but he creates ashtrays. He creates all kinds of uh, like marijuana paraphernalia, but he's really, really into his company. And he's very kind of like a nose to the grindstone to the ground kind of guy. And he's very on the level with all of his fans. He's just very open and just, he'll talk to anybody. But he had read this study about bong water and some guy had come up to him at some festival. He's got like a big spliff in his hand and he's smoking a joint and he's talking to this kid and this kid comes to him with dirty bong water and it's absolutely filthy and he comes up to him and he tells him like josh kesselman like levels with the kid and says you know a scientific study said that you know in that like do you know what's in that there's mold spores there's viruses there's bacteria you need to be cleaning your bong out every single day Otherwise, you're inhaling that into your lungs. This kid's face was like amazing. Then he proceeded to tell him that smoking marijuana out of a dirty bong is the equivalent of like smoking out of a, like a public toilet, but dirtier. This kid's face was like the most amazing shit I've ever seen in my life. It was great. So I think this kid from now on is going to clean his bong. So in that case, because we live in Canada and we live in Ontario, the freest province, the freest province ever, clean your bongs. Like, of course, uh, I mean, according to jo Josh Kesselman, if you don't follow him, follow him all right. He's super entertaining. He's just really high energy. He's like a chihuahua for crying out loud. He's just amazing. And so follow him. He's funny. And uh, like I say, the embassy... Obviously, now talking about bong water in the embassy, it reminds me that I had some of the best shows that I've ever had in my life at the embassy. Not always the most like high profile shows. Some of them were a lot more low key. I mean, I mean, playing with like fun bands, like I remember playing with like Goldfinger and certain bands like that. But there are also like other bands that we played with that were like just local bands that I had more fun with than playing with anyone who was like a name or anything like that. 
and seeing a lot of shows at the embassy. Sometimes I saw some of the best shows of my life at the embassy. And I kind of like looked back on the, that like this week, I reflected on that a little bit deeper and all the different things that kind of happened at the embassy and how it kind of burnt down and how that was really scary, but like it burnt down like totally for like a reason. There was a lot of stuff going on there and it reminded me of back in the day, because we used to record live off the floor at the embassy, a lot of shows, especially like the Candy Darlings, when I, I was in the Candy Darlings, Candy Darlings was after Kitty. It was like a power pop punk bubblegum band that I did after Kitty with a good friend of mine. <clears throat> and um, we'd play at the embassy and we'd get recorded live off the floor. Like we just put a CD into the, the board and the sound guy would just like burn whatever we'd play. And we'd just play live off the floor. The quality was, it was something. It was something else. Not like the stuff these days, uh, but it was, you know, it was the 90s. All I'm going to say, it was, it, it was, the, that's my answer to everyone and everything. It was the 90s. Just like this week was your fire to everyone. But it was the 90s. But it reminded me of like these live to air recording sessions. And I was listening to a friend of mine's uh, live morning podcast. He does like a live pre-show every every morning on Saturdays. His name is Howie Zowie. He does like the Howie Zowie show on 94.9 CHRW. He's a fellow Frank Zappa lover and fucking plant eater. He's he's a cool dude. I always listen to his pre-show and try to tune in because it's fun. And I always listen to his show because he always spins a lot of good tunes. And they're pre-recorded. You can find them on CHRW. Amazing music. But it reminded me that we used to do these live to airs. And we did one in Kitty. I remember that was with D. Snyder, you know, we're not gonna take it, you know, scary clown D. Snyder. And we did one with Howie as Howie. He was there. He was actually the assistant morning man to D. Snyder when he was the morning man in Hartford, Connecticut. And uh, they were covering the big day off and Kitty was playing the big day off and they brought us in and Morgan ate some spam on the air. She didn't like it. But Howie was telling me yesterday that G that uh, not Gene Simmons, rather that uh, D. Snyder actually ate a, a placenta on air. Whew, that's a lot, like for me at least. I saw Strangeland, it wasn't even that strange, but that was crazy. But I remember specifically D. Snyder and Howie Zowie treating us like equals. They treated us really respectfully. They're super nice to us. I mean, there are a lot of people in the music business that like hit on us and were gross to us and stuff like that. This was not the case. These two guys were super, super respectful. They treated us like equals. They treated us like professionals. They treated us, they didn't treat us like we were 16 years old. You know, they treated us like we were like 30 and that we, you know, kind of knew what we were doing. And, you know, they just, they asked us questions. They were just like grownups, you know what I mean? They treated us like people that were, you know, protected. We felt very safe being interviewed by these people. We got interviewed by a lot of weird people, but they were not two of them. So if you can listen to Howie Zowie show, you should turn in, like, seriously, like, tune in, turn in, turn on, d drop out, listen to Frank Zappa. Just, it's a great Saturday morning wake up. It's, 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 it's really great. It's really great. You should listen to it. Now, I'll tell you, this week has been crazy because it's not only has it been a full house, it's been an, an empty house. Oh, I spent the last week with two crazy kids and a crazy dog. And because, I mean, Rob had to be away doing some work and, uh, I got an itch. I'm going to scratch it just for you. Uh, Rob, I'd wait. And then, he, of course, he has to like isolate and make sure, you know, all the things, whatever, medical stuff. Mm. But so the kids were, you know, themselves all week. I learned, you know, internally this week, a lot more patience, a lot more patience, so much more. My meditation practices have obviously gotten deeper. 
My breathing practices have gotten deeper, but God damn you, asthma, you make it really difficult to make any of my breathing practices deeper. It's ridiculous. It's not good at all. I don't love it. But like, what can I say? Asthma is what it is. It's, it's, a, it's a curse passed down through the family. This week I've been working on, like I say, like a lot of, like I say, electronic music with that groove box that I got. So I'm learning that and it's great because I can see the music in colors which is how I see music anyway. And I was trying to explain this to my kids about the beat laboratory and how it's going to be easier for me to work on because I see music in colors and the kids like don't get it because they're kids. They, they're like, what do you mean you see music in colors? Like that's how mommy makes music. I see it in colors and I play it on piano or guitar. I just know what color to play. And they're like, that's weird. I'm like, it will all come in time, children. It will all come in time. But the beat box and the beat laboratory thing, this is a, for lack of a better term, I'll call it the beat laboratory. It's easy to create on and do things because I can see the music and colors. And I don't like playing to like a metronome. I'm really like a tap your foot kind of fucking girl. Uh, and so this one lights up for me and I can kind of see like a follow the bouncing ball sort of idea. And it's almost like I'm running on a treadmill, but with my fingers. And speaking of fingers, thank God my finger has healed up Oh my God, that dog. Let's just say Willie Nelson and I got a little bit crazy while we were playing Frisbee and he chomped me one on the finger on my right hand where I like I play piano and every other fucking instrument where I write. I do everything. Oh, so I had my big like geezer butler fucking finger on and it was ridiculous. Like it was a big metal finger. Like nothing could have looked more fucking ridiculous than that. I could hardly do anything with it. So that was ridiculous. Try wiping your butt with that one. No, I had to use the other hand. It's a good thing I'm ambidextrous. Yep, both hands. I've got the talent. I can do it with both hands, but I'll tell you, it was ridiculous. This week I've been planning lots of things. Lots of things have been going on. So obviously the hot sauce, the hot sauce uh, sponsor is going to be revealed. And speaking of like different things, like I said, there was International Best Friends Week. Speaking of good friends, I'm working on a fundraiser right now with a friend to raise some funds. I've had a friend who's had a shitty deck of cards dealt to them. Very shitty. But they are the kind of friend that is always doing things for other people. Like always, like always sticking their neck out on the line for other people. Always recommending other things to other people. Always uh, like making introductions to people. And so I think it's time to help this person out. So... More will be coming about that as well. So I'll be, uh, I'll, be, I'll be telling you about that and where you can head for fundraisers. And this fundraiser actually involves me performing. So you have to make a turtle come out of its shell. So that's me because I haven't performed live like in a really long time. I've done a few lives here and there, but on TikTok and stuff like that. But mostly this one's going to involve me doing some performing. So yeah, I committed to doing that, but it's for a really great cause. So I'll be telling you more about that. It'll be coming down the pipe. I've got some great guests coming up for you. I'm excited to share them with you. I'm just excited to kind of catch up with you and just see how you're doing. I hope you're well. I feel pretty rested after this friggin' week. It's been a really good week. I will say it's been absolutely awesome. I have no complaints. I hope you don't either. You know where to find me every every day. You know you can find me on Instagram at 21st Century Rocker Mom. You can find me on Twitter at Tandy Candler. Just subscribe to my YouTube channel already and then you'll just get the YouTube videos just sent to you. You can find me anywhere you can stream anything on, on, on the internet. I'm streaming at 21st Century Rocker Mom podcast everywhere you stream. Anything you can listen to. 
And you know, finally, you can find me on TikTok if you if you if you go if you swing that way. If you swing towards TikTok. If you like to take in a talk, it's a fast thing. I do some weird shit on there if you like that. You can find me there. But otherwise, I'm always here, mostly every week until I take a vacation. Sometimes you just need one. Sometimes you just want to get a hotel room, get a bunch of donuts, and just party till you puke. So I highly recommend it. Highly recommend Vegan Food Spot this week. Holy shit. They're not an official sponsor, but I will sponsor this donut and say Mukbanglicious. I love it. it. It's awesome. You should get your ass out to Vegan Food Spot, like V Food Spot on Hamilton Road in London, Ontario. If you have not been there already, they do curbside, they do skip the dishes, they do it's they do it all. You can you can go in and eat if you're so and there's outside stuff. Whatever you want, they got it going on for you. You can go and have whatever you want there. They right now they got a chimichang on. Oh my god. I'm so ready for that. All right, I will talk to you all next week. Oh, I got something fun for you all next week, but I will see you then. It's going to be a productive week. I love you all. Thank you for listening and thank you for catching up with me. Mwah.